Welcome to the Do Your Research Podcast. We are your hosts, Taylan, Ezra, and Adrian. This podcast is about everything you could ever think of. You know, we're just giving our perspective, but at the end of the day, you have to do your research. That's why it is the Do Your Research Podcast. So stay tuned and get ready for this next episode. Welcome to this week's episode where we talk about generational curses, how they could affect you, the logical, the spiritual perspective, and then what you can do about it on the back end. Hmm? What you think about that back end? Okay. Me, uh, go. Yes. Are you recording? Okay, yes. so generational curses. So um, usually when people refer to generational curses, they usually refer to the um religious aspect uh that you know the bible talks about of basically like sins of your fathers coming past being passed down to you this includes sins of mothers as well um but you know during the during the time the reason they use fathers because just the culture and whatnot but we're in a new culture now so things have changed so sins of fathers sins of mothers being passed down to the children and i feel like god is very spirituality is also very logical God operates within the laws of physics because he made physics. And there's no such thing as him operating outside of physics. If it seems like it's outside of physics, that just means we don't understand it yet. He understands it. He understands how the physics works. So I just want to preface that with like, because the way I like to explain things when it comes to biblical concepts is something that is practical and like you can literally take it apart and be like, oh, that makes sense to everyone. Because that's my main goal is for people who don't know, who don't use our language, the same, you know, jargon can see like, okay, that makes sense. So going into it now, when I think about generational curses, it always has to do with behaviors, right? It always has to do with behaviors that people have done. People need to break those behaviors, right? And so the way that God created humans and it comes to our genetics, literally, things are passed down from generation to generation to generation. And literally, you can change your genetics by your behavioral patterns and the way you think over time, okay? So, I mean, and it's been shown like, you weren't born addicted to crack, but if you get on crack and you have baby, then that baby is going to have an addiction, not to the thing of crack itself, but to dopamine, because that's what cocaine and crack, that's what it, it creates like this surge in your system to go after dopamine so you can get endorphins when you do the drug. So it all has to do with behavior, essentially. Now, my main thing is, I mean, not to get in, I mean, all there really is is how do you break generational curses? Why did they happen? They happen because people don't deal with their problems or they're taught to deal with their problems in an unhealthy way. A man has low self-esteem. He wants approval. He wants affirmation. So he seeks certain things in his life like drugs or different types of relationships or, you know, like gambling, you know, and then, you know, or he runs away from relationships or he self-sabotages and then he ruins his family, you know. And then when he has kids, a couple of things happen. So first, genetically, the kids are now predispositioned to act like to have basically 50 percent of both of the parents regardless of what people say about, oh, your genetics are stronger, your genetics are more predominant. That's 
that's actually like not like a thing like your genetics are stronger no no you're both it's 50 50 that's just the way that it is that's the way that it works so does that's the case you have you could have 50 percent of this these genetics where it's like yo this person was addicted to crack and they're addicted to sex and they're addicted to you know like those things then you can have 50 percent of other genetics where like maybe the mom was addicted to affirmation of other people maybe she we could go into simple things like not like lazy hard work not a hard worker you know and then i feel like there's you know like generational blessings can be a thing as well because when you have affluent parents you see their children do well and we could attribute that's a privilege but yes it is a privilege to have parents who taught their children who sat down who helped their children work through their insecurities as they work through their insecurities so when they have you know children the children have generational blessings instead of generational curses because i mean that's why god tells you to raise up your children in the way of the lord so now that we know that behavior is passed down, it can be passed down genetically. And then when the children watch the parents, when the children watch the parents, they're going to mimic what the parents do. I was talking to Aiden about earlier, like, you know, have a daughter, she's going to mimic you because you're the woman. Mm-hmm. She cannot be like me as a man. Mm-hmm. When men, when they, they, it says in the psychology, like little boys watch their dad shaving, they start shaving. Mm-hmm. Little girls watch their mom. They start doing what their mom do. That's why little girls usually fall in love with their dad because they see mom loves dad. They're like, oh, I want to be like mommy. Oh, daddy, I love you. Sons want to. They love their mom because dad is hopefully if dad's loving mom's like, oh, mom, I want to be. I want to cuddle with you, mom. Mom, I love you. You know what I mean? So now that we know that children watch behavior, when you have a parent who has decided to neglect the fact that they need growth and they need to deal with their insecurities and they just do the do as I say not as I do philosophy then that child if they do not find a strong enough external stimuli to attach to which would be an identity then they have nothing to help them like you know, conquer life's obstacles through. So they're going to revert to back back to the simplest thing that they know, which is what they knew from birth, which are the unhealthy ideals of their parents. So, um, yeah. And the only way to break those things, I mean, like literally prayer, meditation and action. Like that's like literally, I mean, and fasting, but that's part of action because yeah, like God talks about that and the very practical prayer, talking to God about your problems, what you're going through, um, meditating on God's word and realizing, okay, I need to carry out certain behaviors because they're healthy for me when you read Proverbs. And then after that, it's like, all right, now I actually have to take these steps consistently towards this direction. Yes, I will falter sometimes, but as long as I keep going until the day I die, I'm always going to be better when I start. I might not be perfect. I won't be perfect but I will be better regardless of the human condemnation that will come with me turning my ways because a lot of people will say you'll never be nothing even when you're trying to be something and you've realized your mistakes, but you have to realize that God has forgiven you and pray and seek other people who can also forgive you to have in your life to support you on that journey because woman and man, we are not islands and that is my limited perspective on generational versus how you get it. So, yeah. Ooh. 
Can you hear me? I heard it all. I... Wait, can you hear me? Hmm? You can't hear me. Okay, sorry, continue. Tay. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I was just gonna say that that's um that's interesting. I've never I've never actually really well when I think about generational curses, I I didn't think physical a lot of the times I think spiritual. So it's interesting to have that take because it is a, it's a good, like, that's a, that's a, it, it is a good way to look at it. I mean, that, that is a, it's a very, very good way to look at it. I mean, my whole situation with generational curses is like I said, I, the way I view it is of more of a spiritual thing. Like when I think of generational curses, like the first thing that pops in my head is like white people versus black people or mm. so like that's the kind of stuff that pops yeah. in my head it's not necessarily yeah. like like um physical things but it's like because of like if we if we take white people for for instance because of <laughs> because of their past and their ancestors and the choices that they decided to make to hate that's ingrained as a generational curse in white people mm-hmm. they teach it and it, it just passes mm-hmm. down generation to generation mm-hmm. same thing with black people Mm-hmm. I feel like black people have, were treated and taken and 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 uh, made to do specific things. If we became slaves, that mentality, the mentality of anger, the mentality of of being oppressed, the mentality of not being able to get what you need is passed down to your kids. So mm-hmm. those gener- that's when I think of generational curses, that's always what I think of. I always think of the ingrained things from stuff that has happened on this earth that makes everybody like that makes our our kid like as we have kids it makes it makes everybody like generational curses this is how they how they produce so um I don't know I always I think about like my parents and I think about my grandmother and I think about how a lot of it is a lack of education um and it's a lack of of resources Mm. Because mm-hmm. my grandmother didn't, she, we, because she was closer to the times of slavery, she's closer to in age, the times of slavery, they weren't preaching things like health, mental health. They weren't preaching things like taking care of yourself and making sure that you're okay so that you can make sure that your kids are okay. They weren't preaching those types of things. They're preaching, you go to work, you make money so that you can take care of your household. Mm-hmm. They're preaching those types of things. They're not, they're not talking about when you come home, how are you treating your kids? When you come home, how are you speaking to them? How are you mm-hmm. like interacting with them? How are you feeding them? Like you're not, and when I say feeding, I don't mean physically. I mean like feeding them inside. Like, how are you? And physically too. That too. Also, like, I mean, it's it's it's. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's like, um, generational curses have to be like you have to know that they're there and know that you actively have to break them. So yes, like what Ezra mm-hmm. was saying, prayer, um, working through those types of things, but also faith without works is dead. So like, you need to be out there like actively changing the things you know what I'm saying so like I I I feel like generational curses are definitely something that can't be broken but because they span so far back it's something that it takes you have to you have to have a clear idea of where you're going and what um health looks like basically what a healthy person looks like what what so that you can pass down to the next generation or your next generation and flip that like we don't we won't have those curses anymore Mm -hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> that got me thinking. I don't know. I think like, I don't know. I don't, you guys know, I, I believe in the spiritual realm very much so. 
<laughs> and mm-hmm. so like yeah so like speaking of generational curses it's like sometimes I really think that there is a generational curse oh my gosh this just popped in my head it's like such things as like I'm not saying I'm gonna get breast cancer but like my mom had breast cancer and I know like I think one of her grandmas did too something like that like I feel like that's a generational curse even though it's like physical cancer or whatever I still see it as like a curse maybe spiritually and physically you know or like it's a spiritual curse that's manifesting physically I don't know but yeah I feel like yeah that that could be a thing and then like um, one of my relatives that I am a direct descendant of was into some things that um let's just say a journal was found of his and he was into things that were just like really demonic and sometimes I think about that and I'm like what if anything like that he did passed on through this family and when I look at my family like there's a lot of like things that his actions could have caused us to still go through Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so basically like something that he did could still be affecting us to this day and as a family we need to be praying about and going to counseling and figuring out what these deep-rooted issues are because like there are certain things that I've seen in my family that I already see being passed down that I don't think are healthy, is healthy and is not good. And it's like a generational curse when it comes to certain relationships throughout my family. Mm. Like how like, um, like especially on my mom's side, actually on both my parents' sides, none, wow. Wow, yeah. None of my mom's sisters, none of my dad's siblings, none of them are in a relationship. Like, none of them had long-lasting relationships, like marriages. They have all Mm. been divorced, Mm. you know? Or like, and that goes to my sister, like my sister's divorced. And then it's like, just like strife and like arguing and stuff like that, like bad communication, I don't know. It's just like, I see things happening that happened between like my immediate family that's already like within my niece's generation. And like between her, like my sister and her daughters and stuff like that is just like, mm-hmm. you already see it being passed down. Yeah. And like that goes back to like what Ezra was saying about like the behaviors and stuff like that. And then I also think like, something like counseling and stuff like that would help the issue but yeah that's my take on generational curses that's how I feel about them but yeah I feel like it's both spiritual physical mental all of it, it, is. it financial everything. huh everything yes financial <laughs> for sure that is it's a big one for sure yes it is a big one it is a big one. I definitely want to break the generational curse when it comes to finance in my home. That's, mm-hmm. But it is like, again, like it's a lot about the teaching, like what you do to actually, like my mom and my dad didn't teach me about credit. They didn't teach me about all that kind of stuff because they did not know about it. But if they wanted to break that generational curse, like I plan to, mm-hmm. you have to take the time to, to go and grab that knowledge to be like, okay, so now I know this so that when I have a kid, they won't have to go through what I went through yeah or like they'll have some more knowledge that won't be something that they will they'll have to 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 try and figure out on their own 
Yeah. That's something that like I want to instill in my kids is like the history of blackness. Like my dad, he tried to like give us a lot of history lessons when it came to like being black and stuff like that. But it was just never, I don't know, I guess I didn't pay attention. And then he didn't like pursue it, pursue it. But that's something I really want to do with my kids is like really show them their history of like being black. Because not only are you black and you love God, but you're black. So you also have to know your history. Yeah. And so that means I need to know my history better. So, yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I was going to say like, like with that, like, like Adrian, like when it comes to like generational curses and like family behavior, it's like your sister is passing on that behavior to them by acting a certain way. Yes. And then I your know. parents, are, <laughs> but, but, and, and the only way to end it is like, you Don't know, and, and we've talked about this. It's like, you literally have to change who you are. You might have to become a different person, like completely. It's like, like I told you, like I used to be way more, it's like, I can get goofy around you, but like in general, it's like, if I'm like, I'll lock myself in the room for the weekend and like, just work on music and not talk to anybody. Cause I'm like, that is what you have to do. If you want to be successful, you have to make these drastic changes. So like, even in like relationships, it's like, you have to make drastic changes. You have to be like brutally honest with yourself you have to be brutally honest with the person you're going to be with. You have to be honest with like, you have to not, you know, make compromises. Like you can't, you have to be with someone and make sure like they're not going to like trick you into being with someone who, when they know they're not actually that person, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and that, and that happens like a lot. And I'm, I'm talking about like, even like the smallest, it's not like you said you would be there for me. You're not, and you're out here with this other person. I'm talking more like, just like, you said that you like these things just to be with me. And now you're, now you're telling me you hate these things. That's. Yeah. Are you yeah. talking about the gym? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but I, but, but, but I'm but not. I am. The same. It's like, that would be with the gym. That would be with like personal finance. Say it was like money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, like, you know, like someone who like always saves their money and they're like, you know, I, I'm just about saving right now. And other people want to spend. I know, like, one of my friends, he was dating a girl, and literally, like, she would always want to go out every weekend. She would want to buy him stuff. But he's like, I don't even want you buying me stuff because I don't buy myself stuff. And by her buying him stuff, that was a, I was crossing his boundaries. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't want you to do that for me because I'm choosing to live a certain lifestyle simply so I can live better later. So I don't even want the mentality that I should get comfortable with that. I'm being mm-hmm. comfortable, uncomfortable on purpose so I can know what this feels like. And then when I achieve what I want, I can get it how I want to get it. But a lot of times people, I don't know. I mean, it, you just have to be honest and then you have to be okay. Like when you make these drastic changes, it's going to be uncomfortable. And when it's uncomfortable, you have to be okay with it being uncomfortable. And then you have to just like, accept the fact that like, if you want a joyful life, it's not going to be easy. But if you want a comfortable, if you want a comfortable life, it'll be easy. But like, it'll be hard at the same time. No, a comfortable life is hard (laughs) because you don't really like, how do I put this? Okay, okay, it's like this. Someone who, say everyone on earth had to be be, like, run, like be on a track team, right? Some people on earth right now decide to jog every day. Some people decide to walk every day. Some people decide to sit on the track every day. And some people decide to work their hardest every day. And I believe that when it comes to 
just honestly anything. If you want to get the most out of the situation, then you have to decide to, you have to decide to run into whatever you actually, you have to decide to run for the actual, the truth and not just walk and be comfortable or just sit there and deal with what's happening. If that makes sense at all. Mm-hmm. It did. Does it though? <laughs> does it though? I like, think it does. No? It I does. Don't know. I'm trying to I mean, keep I... together in my head. Oh, sorry. What are you saying? No, no I was just saying it, it makes, I mean, unless I'm getting it wrong, <laughs> I feel like. Um, like, tell me what, what I'm saying. Yeah, essentially <laughs> what I'm thinking, and I'm again, I may be getting it wrong. But essentially in my head, you're saying that, oh, dang, I just lost it. Where did it go? Come back. Um, basically, okay, well, I, I think I, <laughs> it's like we are all given opportunity, right? Some may have less and some may have more, but that's not the necessary point. This point is what do you do with that opportunity? And so you're kind of saying like, every day what are you deciding to do to put yourself in a better position for your future Mm -hmm. or like yeah something outside of comfort right yes outside of comfort because you start living when you start uh living out out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. (laughs) all the entrepreneurs say apparently (laughs) well it's true It is definitely the truth. Yeah, no, that's definitely what I heard too, that you have to full, I mean, the running full force towards what you 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 need to achieve, I feel like that goes for a lot of things. So um, yeah, I, I appreciate that, that uh, connection. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. But yeah. <laughs> So that's that's sums up basically how you break generational curses. Got to do the work. Literally, you, you have, have to do the work. work. Yeah. And, and then and then here, here here's an analogy that I was listening to this uh, guy. Uh, he used to be on this this YouTube channel called Real Social Dynamics, but now he just does like like life coaching and stuff like that. He said, you know, when people start a business or they buy like a business like plan or toolkit and they don't make like six figures in like a day he's like what that's you know that's not how businesses work so first off you know if you buy a business plan from someone and they say that they're lying they're completely lying if they tell you that your business is going to be long-term successful and you're going to make six figures in a day like no (laughs) Mm -hmm. like maybe unless you have like a sponsor from the president and like they're talking about you on instagram maybe that's like marketing but that you have to put out what you want to get in but he said it's better to be a slow ember burning over time. Just like a, sl- it's better to be a small flame that can burn a long time and slowly grow than, you know, just being something that like pops up and disappears. And that brings me to like something that I've been, I was called out on when I was in church down in Kentucky. And one of the pastors there, he was an Indian man named Joji. His family's awesome. He's like, Ezra, you know what? You're like a firecracker. He said, you come in, you have so much energy. People love you. Like, you know, the word, you know how to communicate it. But then like, then you just die. He's like, he was like, what happens to you? Like what happens to you mentally that causes you to just like die? You know what I mean? So, Mm. and then that goes back to the biblical reference of like, it talks about like the different seeds that are planted in the ground. One seed that's planted, it's like, 
it's in good soil and it slowly grows over time, you know, and then like you have the one that's like planted in like shallow soil and that thing is, you know, it's not, it can't, it can't really like grow because it's in shallow soil. I mean, it's, it like sprouts up fast and it disappears, but it's shallow growth. But then you have the one that's like, it's in good soil, but then it's surrounded by essentially negativity, like all like basically like the cares and the stressors of the world. And for me, it was definitely that. It was, okay, now you're on good soil. You have this foundation, which is why the plant keeps growing, but it always gets cut down by the desires of the world. And your need to be affirmed by the world and to feel uh -huh. like you have, you know, status or like you're worthy because guess what? You've always been told you're not worthy. So now, and that's the, and that's your one, that's your biggest weakness. So you have to really learn how to like deal with that in a healthy way. So you're not always depending on people to uh, be yourself. And that and that that only happens when you're in deep prayer and you're talking to God. But then you also have healthy community around you. But yeah. So anyway, you have to be a seed, put it in good soil, and then make sure you're not surrounded by trash. So, yeah, it's so true. I feel like one of the um, examples for sure that like helps me to like a clear example for me is my dad and my grandfather. Like, yeah. my grandfather was was abandoned by his mom when he was young, and he was raised mm -hmm. by his dad. But his dad would beat him and his brothers and sisters because his mom left. You know what I'm saying? So, um my grandfather broke the generational curse of being beat or beating his kids. He never beat his kids, but in, instead of that, not like saying instead, but even though that generational curse was broken, another gen, like another, his, he put something on his kids um, that made them want to break a curse. So like my, he was really, really harsh on his kids because probably because his dad was really, really harsh on him after his mom left, but he was really, really harsh on his kids but instead of beating them he was like a very he was a, a preacher he was like a, a a pastor and he was very very strict and very very like this this that and the other thing if you're not doing this you're not worth anything if you're not going this way you're not nothing like it was very and he was that way with us too but my dad decided to break that generational curse and it's all about like as we were saying being active with it and not surrounding yourself with people who are thinking the same thing so he wouldn't talk to his dad about about raising my sister and I he wouldn't ask his dad for a lot of um of um um advice advice thank you <laughs> uh, he wouldn't ask his dad for a lot of advice about raising his daughters he would go to his mom about it a lot um but he wouldn't talk to his dad about it and that's just like what Ezra is saying is actively making sure that you're doing the opposite or breaking that curse he, he, he literally would tell us like as I'm growing up he's like I never wanted to be the father that you guys felt like you guys couldn't talk to I never wanted to be the father that you guys felt like you guys like had to hide things from like he's like I wanted you guys to be open to me and I wanted you guys to know that I am your dad but I'm gonna love you regardless and so actively doing that because he was in the position um of ha not having that is like is it's everything so literally what what Ezra is saying I am completely 112% with that like I'm the same way with my mom there's things about her that I do not want to pass down to my kids and the only way that you would know and that you can like actually see these things is literally through prayer. You have to, you have to 
get to know yourself and you gotta um you gotta put in the work like you literally have to put in the work to to break that you can't just just decide one day like hey I mean you can but it's gonna take work like you know so um I agree in so many words (laughs) that's good that's true yeah and and to add on to that what Taylor's saying basically like if, if had to like make it like compress it into a word or like a phrase like be willing to evolve or adapt at all times and yeah. and you have to be that requires humility you know mm-hmm. so i just finished the book hustle harder hustle smarter by 50 cent curtis jackson uh <laughs> <laughs> right that's it's a great book no lie no cap i've been telling adrian about it. i always bring it up um <laughs> but basically like in the book he talks about how like a lot of people who like started off with him in like g-unit he like told them like hey guys like more than likely we're not going to be able to be rappers forever so like what what other steps are you guys going to take and they were just like nah nigga like i'm that shit like you know like yeah 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 you know what i'm saying okay Uh, but, well, basically, like they were, they wanted to keep that gangster persona so bad that it it could only get them so far. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It could only get them in certain circles. And like Fifty Cent talked about, I had to get the idea out of my head that wearing a suit was a bad thing. Like wearing a suit made you like a wimp. And it's like, no, that's not true. It's not true at all. You know. And now he talks about some of my best friends, are, like book authors now, like Robert Greene, who wrote like the Fifty, what the Forty Eight Laws of Power. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like. You go from growing up, you know, in the hood, your mom getting murdered when you're eight years old and like having to sell drugs to like being an author of like literally like, I think he has like, I don't know, like, I think he has three books out, several movies about his life and documenting it and like all these TV shows on power. It's like mm. he realized that he could evolve and he could adapt. And that's a major, that's a big example, but it's like, I think it's a needed example because when you have an extreme case that you I can't change then he also mm-hmm. had to realize that some things I did and I was wrong you know what I mean and so yeah be willing to move on and adapt that's all uh, I think Nipsey I think of all of those those dudes I do I, I feel that for sure mm-hmm. humble being humble is like a that's a big block for a lot of people because people don't want to hear that they need to and it's not even about changing like you're going to be yourself but it, knowing that you need to evolve and that you may need to learn something different people are not try that in cases and it's so sad because that is really what makes or break breaks these types of, of things like you're gonna have a kid or you're gonna succeed at anything you're gonna do just stuff in life you're gonna have to evolve you're gonna have to grow mm-hmm. nobody's trying to tell you that you're that you're bad or that you can't do it but you're gonna have to learn you can't have kindergarten education in college it just doesn't work so yeah it's so sad when you see people like that that like really just are afraid of doing any type of change like Mm. people that never want to leave their city (laughs) i'm like how how can you just stay here forever and then you see like the types of lives they live, they're unfruitful. Like they don't do much of anything. <laughs> like they are Girl, not- say that, please. <laughs> yeah, they're just staying at home. But like, 
and you could like give your life to God. I understand like you want to go to church, you want to do this, you want to do that. But if you're just staying there, you're not like open to change or opening up and up to like evolving into a different type of human being. How is God ever going to use you? Yep. Like you'll never be able. You're not willing to learn. Yep. Exactly. So yeah. And you said that. And I literally thought I had a friend, I had a friend for a long time and we stopped talking for a certain amount of time. And then when the friend came back into my life, all that the person would say was, man, I miss how stuff used to be, man. I miss doing this. I miss doing that. I miss, 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 miss stuff from like six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we were teenagers. <laughs> it's okay to be, to feel nostalgic, but we're in a different place. Like I'm always, I'm always cognizant of the people who are saying like, I wish stuff was still like this. I wish it was still like this. I wish, I wish, I wish. Cause you're not adaptable. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not able to change. You're not able to grow. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's things did happen. And it was a great time in our life. We took pictures, we have videos, click, click. It's wonderful, but where we're at now, it's, it's not comparable. It's, it's, a diff- it's a different time, it's a different age. There's different things going on, different problems, different people. Like, and that person is one of those people who's still doing the same stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just not, it's, it's, it's not healthy. <laughs> I'll say not. That <laughs> to not grow is not healthy, mm-hmm. not healthy. <laughs> And if you think about Pokemon, um, <laughs> when, when the Pokemon evolves, it always looks cooler. It always looks cooler when it evolves. But you're right. So, it, has, it has the ability to have more abilities, but then sometimes you used to have Hyper Beam, but for some reason you went from a, a water Pokemon to an electricity Pokemon, and you can't use Hyper Beam anymore. So, guess what, man? You got Ultra Water Beam now. Right. Uh- I don't know, but I got lost at the end. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would. I was. I just. I wasn't allowed to watch Pocket Monsters. That's Pocket what, Monsters. Yeah, that's what Pokemon stood for. My mom wouldn't let us watch it. Oh, I was like, what's a Pocket Monster? That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I do. I mean, I know from playing. Well, yeah. No, I know. I know. That they do have like their little things and they do be leveling up and evolving and stuff and yes every single time they do evolve they look cooler like why wouldn't you want to evolve that's what doesn't make sense to me like people that i come across who don't want to grow and don't want to change really baffle me because why wouldn't you want to like mm-hmm. what what is there to lose like you've are you're living in a space where you already know what happens like you've been this way You've been this way. You already see what the yield is. You already see what's coming of it. Like, why wouldn't you want to change? Why wouldn't you want to experience something else? I just, whew, I don't know. Go, leave, leave, you know, move somewhere <laughs> else. Start some, start doing something different. Like every version, every part of your life demands a different version of you. It does. Man, <laughs> in three months, this is going to be a whole different Adrian. Yep. You hear me? Oh, I'm telling well, you. Well, well, this is the thing. It's like, it's only going to be a different Adrian if Adrian acts differently. Adrian yeah. can have a baby and still be Adrian. I'm going to be Adrian, but I'm going to be Adrian 2.5. Then, then you have to do this, but then, but I'm, I'm proud. So then you have to be like, what does Adrian 2.5 do that's different? Like every single day, practically. What is that? What is that small thing that you do every day that slowly builds over time? Oh, she's thinking. Trust true. me. She, she, she's, she's working on it. 
Oh no, I know, I, and that's just for like the people out there because other people are going to be like, "Yo, I'm I'm um a Maria, I don't know, two There it is. Shout out to a Maria. And, and, <laughs> and then it's like, all right, a a Marie two Like, what what is what's different? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Taylor's hand. <laughs> Look, you guys are really speaking to me just in the past three days, like literally, <laughs> literally, like. But that's what it is, you know, like what, 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 is, what is different, you know? And like, for me too, it's like, I just, a lot of times I miss the college Ezra, but then I realized like the college Ezra, like would not have a job in a city. The college would not Ezra have a job in his what? Yeah. The college Ezra would not be, would not have been able to like move to a new city like and like mm -hmm. make it for himself logically and save money and eat peanut butter oats and honey every single day because he was basically listening to everybody around him and never actually doing what he knew he needed to do. <laughs> Uh-oh, you almost made Taylor fall out. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I'm being honest, like that's, that's, oh. that's, that's what oh. I'm doing. You know? I agree, college Adrian was worried about a lot of other things that she is not worried about now at all. That were completely unnecessary. <laughs> unnecessary man that's that's kind of scary like low-key to think about like I'm not like that it's even possible but like imagine being your college self in your today world like I mean it's probably not it's obviously not possible because you wouldn't be in your today world if you hadn't have grown but just like yeah. making those decisions like the oh lord I just I'm so happy we're back to college right yeah. I'm saying I used to think college. about that People well, say right. I have no regrets. I'm like, no, no, I have plenty. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. People, people be lying. I have no regrets. Really? Oh, okay. Uh oh. I feel like I've always. And I don't know, if Adrian. You probably have heard me say this before. Huh. Well, I don't know if you. I don't know. Maybe I've never said that to you. I actually am one of those people who says I don't I don't have any regrets I am one of those people and I'm gonna tell you why though I'm gonna tell you why I already agree because I already know what you're about to say <laughs> you know my my situation for me and I hope it's the same as what, you're, what you were thinking but like my regrets well I don't have any regrets because everything that thing that's happened to me has been for a reason mm -hmm. every decision that I've made every decision that I haven't made everything that has happened in general has been for a reason it has shaped me into becoming who I am. All the stuff that happened to me when I was in, in elementary school and elementary school was the worst time of my life, the worst time of my life. Everything that happened to me in well, grade school in general. Yeah, um, elementary, middle, high school, all of it. The decisions that I made, the decisions that I didn't make, I don't regret any of it. And I would not go back and I wouldn't change any of it because all of the shit, excuse my French, but all the shit that I went through in high school and all of the bullying and all of the feeling low and all of the not caring about myself, low self-esteem, mm -hmm. depression, all of that stuff. Literally, I would not be here with the clarity of mind, with the peace, with any of this, if it, if it had gone any differently, any differently. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that. I do. <laughs> I agree. That's how yeah. I feel about it. Like, you know, especially in college when I got out of all those situationships, not all of them, disclaimer, it wasn't a lot of people listening. Anyway, <laughs> I would always be like, you know what? I needed that because now I learned and I'm better. Mm -hmm. because of it. I'm telling you, relationships, all kinds of stuff. 
and I've only been in one. And I'm, it it was it was it it was it was it served its purpose. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. It did, and I wouldn't take it back. Even huh? Go ahead. Well, I was gonna just say how like people always talk about like how everybody's not in your life for ever. You know, you have seasonal people. Yeah. Yes, and I've exactly seasoned people, and they are burnt out now. They are gone. And that's okay. There's, it's not like using people or anything like that. You serve a purpose in people's life too. There's people I, that I've tried to keep up with that <laughs> and I, you have to let it go. Like if you serve the purpose, you serve the purpose. Move mm-hmm. on, keep it pushing. But um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I regret. I can't, I can't say that I regret anything, even though I've made some pretty stupid decisions. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's a lesson. There's a lesson in everything. So yeah. Sometimes I do think of like, I regret not, I guess I do kind of have like a regret. I just like regret not appreciating who I was in each moment. Mm. That makes sense. Cause I look back and I'm like, why did I not love myself then? You know, I, yeah, maybe a regret I have. I can hear that. I hear that, but then at the same time, you still, yeah, no. I still feel the same way because I wouldn't love yeah. myself as much as I do now if I didn't, if I didn't, quote unquote, not like myself or hate myself then. Like mm-hmm. if I, if I, if I knew, or if I was, if I was loving myself in elementary school the way that I was, that I am now, mm-hmm. all of the lessons that I had to learn between elementary school and now, just on the basis of self-esteem, self-care, loving yourself, not worrying about other people, can't think all of that stuff would have been. Mm-hmm. or not I mean you don't learn the lesson until you learn the lesson so like even if you can't you want to regret like not loving yourself at all I mean for myself even if I would I would regret that's something that I would regret but <laughs> it's not like I could even regret it because I wasn't doing it in the first place you know what I'm saying like yeah you can't regret something you never did yeah but that's just my personal I mean if you love yourself yeah that's what that's 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 probably a tough one to not have done <laughs> you said regret a lot that was funny regret regret <laughs> well I guess like my thing is like, what if you had parents who taught you all this stuff? Because there are kids out there and we meet them who are like really confident. We're like, how are you really confident? And then you hear them like, well, my parents did this and they did this and they were really open with me. So that's my thing. It's like, if I could go back in time and I was me and it's like, that's like me having the parent that taught me things like they were supposed to. Therefore, I didn't have to grow up and have these traumatic experiences and I would be further in life. But that's not your regret. That's like that no, their fault you know like it's not your regret i i i consider it regret. it is regret i made dumb decisions because i did not have the knowledge and now that i have the knowledge i just like i like man like if i it's like when i was like in grad school for counseling you know i wish i had someone who would have told me like listen yes rachel wants to hang out right now but like tell her she can't wait outside of the place where you're studying outside of someone's apartment she needs to go home and instead of hanging out with her late at night by the church go freaking home and tell her to respect your boundaries don't wait to the end so you're emotionally spent and then you have to get put on academic probation in grad school because that's exactly what fucking happened to me oh really I, yeah no i i it was very specific so i knew it was it was sarcasm oh, you're very sarcastic gotcha. <laughs> thanks. thanks for being sarcastic it was perfect moment Adrian. i'm sorry that was perfect moment. yeah uh-huh. i'm so confused <laughs> why because <laughs> i don't know what y'all talking about 
<laughs> he's telling he was talking about his life and how he regrets like grad school and not focusing on so that was a real no, story. I don't regret grad school. I, I regret being like in the relationship <laughs> I was in and not focusing on grad school. That's what I said. I literally just said that. I said not focusing on grad school. <laughs> My thing is I love grad school. I would meet up with the medical school students and they would be studying to be a doctor and I'd be studying to be a counselor. And then Rachel would be like, I'm outside. Like, I'm like, why? Because I need to see you, but I'm inside studying with who? It's like, ah, uh, we got uh, Julius in here. We got Maria. We got Sophia. Why are they there? Because they're my friends. But they're girls. Like, girl, I knew them before you. <laughs> I knew them before. And we're studying. And we're dating, man. We're dating. And there are other people here. And this is a public place. And we have no time to play because guess what? You're already a teacher. You did this. Okay, I want to be broke, Rachel. Huh? Want to be broke? I don't care. I need you now. I'm mad about the way that you're that you're portraying her voice. <laughs> this is this, this. I I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. I just my whole thing is that you're never gonna be able to teach people. Like that's my thing. Like if I hadn't gone through this, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. If you hadn't gone through what she went through, and not made this or made not made or made or whatever the decisions Ezra that you didn't or did not make when you were younger that you say that you regret you would not be able to have this conversation with us and explain these things to everyone because you would that's never true. have learned that's that lesson true. I would just say my parents taught me and I wouldn't be relatable you're actually exactly I tell them those time those people that you talk to oh my parents taught me such and such that's not that their 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 path is not to show other people or to help other people with that mm -hmm. that maybe it's somewhere else but because you went through that it's that's part of your your thing is to be able to tell other people like this that and the other thing or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah what to do thank you guys for joining us this episode we hope you enjoyed listening to our opinions experiences with knowledge words you know whatever me for me <laughs> and come back next week and join us for another interesting topic and don't forget to rate us comment subscribe and follow us at Taylor camille Epic ever, you can write too.